Let's play a love game, play a love game. Do you want love or you want fame? Are you in the game? Don the love game. Let's play a love Dale, game. Dale. Play a- yes. This yeah. episode isn't about love game by Lady Gaga. What? It's about people's love for games. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. But I do love love game. (laughs) You do love love game. That is Delay Dale. She is the biggest little monster out of the two of us here. Yes. And that's Henry K. He knows what we're doing and he knows how to guide me. And you know what? I'm so glad that he's right there beside me. And this is easy mode. (laughs) Yes, everyone. This is easy mode. And... It is a love game, a love for games, a love and appreciation of games. And that's what we're talking about this week. We're going to be talking about what the gaming community does to express and show their love for games. Um, for the love in, of gaming. Yeah. In a yeah. wild, incredible, amazing amount of ways. Yes. And there are so many ways. Ways that, you know, you might have overlooked. But when you think about it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I've seen that. I've seen that. But before we do that, uh, how you been? How was your week been? How you doing? I love that shirt. Touch <gasps> grace, you. not grass. Touch grace, not grass. Um, we are Elden Ringing. Um, we've, you know, Dale and I, everyone, are both on little um, From Software Gaming Kicks. Um, we, I know yeah, originally it was just me, but Dale is on board the From Software. I just want to say, remember that episode of a couple, you know, a couple weeks back? I know it's been a lot of episodes, guys. Episode 21. Shout out to Can't us. Believe it. Love you so much. Um, but that episode where I've never played a Souls game, I'm now on my first playthrough of Dark Souls and I absolutely love it. And like people are coming in being like, you're good. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're good. And I'm like, oh, is this what my go to game is now? Because I'm absolutely in love with it. But yeah. So loving games is something I'm passionate about. And I feel like the Dark Souls and From Software franchise is something a lot of people who love games could love but like the the stigma and the everything around it keeps people away like the community and the gatekeeping it's like the get good mentality keeps people away but i i feel like you would agree with me now that it's not that hard and anyone can do it no. you just no. learn and do it it's for anyone can do it that game nobody can do it on a blind everyone. playthrough it's going to take some time but anybody can do it honestly yeah um but you're loving that dark souls game and we are loving the things people are doing to show their love this week But before we jump in, I just want to say that if you are loving any of our episodes, just make sure to send them to one of your friends. You know, we are growing and we are loving how many um, new members that we're reaching, new new Mm -hmm. fans. And I just expanding the amount of people who love the podcast and agree with the message of the podcast really means a lot to us. So share, follow us on our socials and uh, let's dive in to some love. Let's get let's find some love. Where is the love? It's not between us. Wait, wait, I gotta turn my auto tune on, right? Okay. Where's the love? Where is the love? Hey, people are like tuning off, so let's just get started. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dale. In my opinion, it's my opinion. I think there is, (laughs) I think um, one of the biggest ways people can show their appreciation, love, and passion for the game is by expanding or creating a game around it. I think that is like a crazy gaming love language that people Mm -hmm. are out there like using and doing. Um, And it's becoming more and more accessible. But even from now, even like from years back, the amount of fan-made games, gaming mods created by people who are just fans of the games are just have been absolutely mind-blowing and incredible and i want to go over a few of them that like have either been like huge in like gaming mod history or like gaming community history or like 
I think are super fun and unique. Um, and I want to tell you about some, but like gaming mod and like fan made content for video games is wild. Mm-hmm. No, it is. Like I can't imagine making a video game at home because I love a video game. You know what I mean? Like I, was, I that feels so out of reach so that there's people doing this. I'm beyond impressed. Well, also we, well, I know you and I cannot do that because we don't have the skills for it, even if we wanted to. So there's it's that. True. Oh, but you know what? Actually, we have a, po- I mean, we have a podcast about gaming. So I guess like we're, uh, obviously we're this fans. Is true. Wow. Yeah, for actually, us. kind of. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Yeah, go yeah. on. This is a different <laughs> medium. We can't make games, but we're going to talk about them for you. That's right. It is um, a medium of love. Yes. So. You know, this week we did get the announcement from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which did you see some of that? I did. And oh, people are freaking out. I'm freaking out. All the Pokemon are so freaking cute. But also the trainers, they had like a like a female trainer and then they had some more like uh, inclusivity, which was really cool for another trainer. I can't remember their names, but people were like simping. Like yes. I just saw a thread of like simps and it was amazing. I mean, yes, they have the hot professors, um, which are version exclusive. Uh, they have become oh, a lot sorry. more inclusive for um, mm-hmm. uh, textured and uh, black hairstyles and textures, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And then mm-hmm. the Pokemon they're showing for the region are so freaking cute. The pig Lechonk. Oh, I um, saw the pig Lechonk. Freaking Smoliv, a little olive. <laughs> yeah. That's so freaking, freaking cute. And then, the, I mean, I like the starters, so I can't wait to see more. Also, like, this is the first time we see Venonat back in a Pokemon game since the original, like, first game. Like, Venonat has not been in the game since. And I'm a huge Venonat fan, actually. Um, and Venomoth. So oh, I know Venomoth? Yeah, Venomoth and Venonat are reappearing in Pokemon for the first time in <gasps> since the first generation. They have a been so long. They're so cute. Oh, my God. I freaking know. Okay, that's exciting. I love them. So, um, but yes, how many Pokemon but games am I going to pick up, though? <laughs> I know. I'm like, ooh, this one's going to be a big one for me, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and I think there's some cop features, but we're not here to talk about that. I'm talking about Pokemon because Pokemon online has a lot of like fan-made ROMs, games that you can get. And one of the biggest ones out there, there's two, but I'm going to give you a little bit about one. Um, Pokemon Crystal Clear, uh, sort of a, I think a real game changer when it came to creating a fan-made Pokemon game. Um, mm-hmm. So it takes the first two games, Kanto and Johto, combines them into one. And sort of gives you this like freedom and accessibility that you like and it's never existed in a Pokemon game while being like really well made and fully functional. First, you get 30 options for a starter Pokemon, including the first Kanto and Johto starters. You get 30 full options and then you can start the game in Kanto or in Johto. So you get to explore the regions separately and together at the same time. It's your choice to go back and forth, but you get one starting point. And speaking of starting points, you get to choose what town you start in. Um, Whoa. which is absolutely wild and then they even give you like a, if you start in this town it's going to be one to three stars of difficulty which is super super interesting Ooh! Uh, now you may think like oh you know if you start in a later town that's going to be a lot harder because the gym is going to be a lot harder they have scaled the gym system to be correspondent with the number of badges you have so if you go to a later gym but you're like don't have a badge they're going to have like de-leveled and de-evolved versions of the Pokemon they would have or like, oh. so they feel like completely customized every gym to be scaled to the level of badges you've accomplished. Wow. I know. And this is fan made. 
Um, they've added some really few, like some unique NPCs with like very like more like, diverse teams. You know, like I feel like the yeah, trainers yeah. were very like themed. Like Pokemon trainers yeah, yeah. love having themes, which is like if you were like really trying to be a Pokemon pastor, like I don't know how that works for you. Um, yeah, like you only have one type. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like a big flaw in your plan. I could never just pick one. No, me either. I tried a few times to like have like a, a team of all like one type, but I'm like, this is ineffective. And mm-hmm. um, I like progress. Um, mm-hmm. So they have unique NPCs and I sort of changed the teams around so that you have like a lot of these trainers have more diverse teams. And some of mm-hmm. these unique game exclusive NPCs that they made can also be part of the Elite Four later on. So like the Elite Four is like will vary so you don't really know who you're coming up against at end game which is going to be like really really interesting as opposed to like you know exactly who they are and what pokemon you have to have to prepare for them right Um, right right. and also it's a completely like open world like you can go to any town any gym in either region at any point whatever you want and like they've added a lot of like other like unique features like um you can fly to any point of the map like it's not just cities or certain areas like the flying is a lot a lot freer um the stats viewing is a lot more in depth and it like um you can see like pokemon stats before you catch them um and it's sort of like it's sort of like an expanded pokemon world of like the first two games combined which when i think about someone making that i mean that's wild that's crazy it's like they They thought of so many different things like they took into consideration, like you said, the difficulty ranking, the customization, starting off with 30, picking the town. I yeah. think that's actually really, really cool. It, so you play this on PC or like where do you play this? Yeah, it's a PC port. Um, I think it's a ROM, so you have to have like an emulator for it. But one of the most interesting things is that you can actually download it. I mean, I don't have the equipment for this and don't know the detail, but you can actually download it into a Game Boy cartridge that you can then play. Um, whoa and that's cool because first of all i mean you amazing team you can build a very like cool and compatible but because you can download it in a cartridge they actually made it compatible with pokemon stadium too so you can use that cartridge with your nintendo 64 and bring in your like pokemon crystal clear team into your nintendo 64 to play pokemon stadium too they've made it compatible with that nintendo 64 game they thought of literally everything they really did. I think they, it's a, a great example. Like they made this, uh, took a lot of probably like feedback and opinions of like the Pokemon community. And they're like, mm-hmm. here, have what you've wanted in this like fan made Pokemon game. Cause I mean, I think it, that's super cool. Wow. It is. Um, I wish I had that kind of brain power to do something like that. Like after just hearing, how many people were on this team? Do you know? I think it's like a one person fan made game. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like a lot of moms Shout out are, to you. um, or like ROMs are. Um, and then want to shout out another Pokemon ROM. Um, so this is an original Pokemon game with original Pokemon and it's very, very well made. I didn't do a lot of insight into it, but I know like on YouTube, I see it all the time and that's Pokemon Uranium. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe there's like a radioactive element to it or like a nuclear like element to it, but that's also like a fully fan-made game with original Pokemon, original story and original towns, um, but that you just play as a regular Pokemon game. Wow. That's actually really cool. I'm going to have to check that out after this podcast. Yeah, I like watching the YouTube videos about it. I've seen quite a few, um, but it's been some time since I've watched them. So I don't really remember a lot about it except for that. Um, but it's crazy. I mean, they, that's a full game someone made. That is. Yeah. And, like the amount. Oh, my gosh. That's a ton of gameplay. Yes, it is. And so many different ways you can play it. Like, you know, I think at a certain point you kind of reach. I've played it enough. Like I've tried everything. But this I feel like there's so many different combos of what you can do. And it's always going to be new and refreshing that you'll never get bored. Yeah, you can oh, really cool. like How amazing. create a challenge for yourself by starting in different places. Yeah. Um, Love that. Now, 
Now, the next game I want to talk about, a game we talk about all the freaking time on this podcast. I get sometimes I'm like, ugh, I'm so annoyed that we talk about it all the time, but like I really don't care. I do love the game, even though we do also say we don't like the game, which is very contradictory of us. Um, but uh, Stardew Valley, obviously, very oh, yeah. popular game. Now, Stardew mm-hmm. Valley has a lot of modding available um, mm-hmm. in so many different aspects, but I'm only going to shout mm-hmm. out one. But if you're a Stardew Valley fan and haven't played on PC and you haven't done some modding, it's not too complicated, actually. I was able to do it. So if I can do it, so can you. Um, but the mod specific, I want to shout out. So Stardew Valley was made. We really went a long time before, before there was DLC. Um, obviously, we recently in the past, I think like a year or two, got a like a big extension from Concerned Ape regarding Stardew Valley. Um, a big like sort of added content, added story, added a lot of things into the game items. But before he did that, um, I should have shouted out the person who did it. Um, someone created a mod called Stardew Valley Extended. Um, okay. It's one of the biggest Stardew Valley mods like that there is to apply to your game. And it is like a, it really is like Stardew Valley DLC. This person created a whole extension that added characters, locations, towns, Mm -hmm. different styles of farm maps, new story. And they've also added like, not only did they add content, but they also added like quality of life improvements, um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. item improvements, sort of like changes uh, into like the game that already existed. So they added to what was there and also added like an, insane amount of story and content just for free to play because they love the game so much and they wanted to give something back to the, the stardew community uh but the name of hmm. the mod is stardew valley extended it's one if you'll always see it on one of the most expanded. downloaded mods oh expanded yeah Thank i'm you. just looking to find the the creator but i can't i, I see it on nexus mods so nexus mods, very yeah. popular yeah it's Holy, uh, it has a unique okay so 908,452 unique dlcs yeah Total DLCs is over four million. Yeah, it's a over forty four thousand endorsements. This is popping off. Stardew Valley wow. expanded, added like a breath of fresh air to the Stardew Valley mm-hmm. world when they kind of needed it before we got like the additional DLC from Concerned Ape. So it's um, Flash Shifter. Flash Shifter. Simple. Yeah. Um, amazing. That's the author's actually. Thank you Shout for out you. To you. Just look that up. Yeah. Um, so, like, big, big expansion if you want more to do in your Stardew Valley world. Mods mm-hmm. are super easy to apply. Uh, very simple system to use. The instructions are easy to follow. Um, and it's not even I would just that, but with it. the mods, you can try, like, different gameplay. So, I follow this one guy on YouTube. I don't remember his name, but he only makes, like, modded Stardew content. Mm-hmm. And one of them was, like, uh, marrying everyone and then having, like, a divorce. Like, when they all get together. So, so many kind of different monsters. A mod where, like, people can turn to aliens <laughs> or like you can kill them off like there's just so many different like interesting ones but i will say like you and i said we both don't like we love stardew but we hate it at the same time because we're we don't know how to relax there are good mods such as like pausing the clock or you know like yes. uh you know like getting some gear that you need later on earlier so you can transport like a little bit faster there's some good mods out there and if i had known this a little bit sooner maybe i would have enjoyed it a bit more but don't get me wrong i still do love it um i actually did so I modded my Stardew Valley sub. One of some of my favorites were like the aesthetic ones where like mm-hmm. everything had a much more like cohesive and maybe like um, visually pleasing color scheme that um, mm-hmm. is like aesthetic, um, you know, that maybe a lot of cozy gamers would like if that's like a color scheme is your thing. And then mm-hmm. I did also add the mod where everyone's pictures are hotter. <laughs> um <laughs> So I did, those were like the two I did. It was like aesthetic farm and like color scheme for like the trees and the world. And then 
everyone was hotter in their images. <laughs> and it, I was like, I was like, yes, this is going to keep me playing. That is, yeah, definitely a mod for Henry. Yes. I mean, everyone looks so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Here's another thing. I'm going to shout out a few more like really cool mods. And then I've got a big one for you at the end. Uh, there's mm-hmm. this really cool fan made game. It was called Mushroom Kingdom Fusion. Now, this wasn't a mod. This was the full game. And it was like. It took like all the 8-bit and 16-bit Nintendo games, like from like literally like, the retro games, and it combined them together into like this one like mo- like platforming level game. But like every level you would find yourself playing different characters in different worlds with a combination of different enemies from all those various games. So you could find yourself mm. playing as Kirby, you could be Mario, you could be Wario, you could also be Mega Man. I saw a few different options with that game. It's called Mushroom Kingdom Fusion. Um, but it sort of combines like the best of like all like the retro platformer shooting jumping games and kind of gives you like this one whole experience Um, but a lot of really good feedback for that game Um, a cool one and the one I liked about this is that they continue to update it so it's um, a Dragon Ball Z fighting game Um, if you haven't listened to last week's episode on fighting games I think that was last week right yep it was smash yeah Yeah. um which we I do have so wa- many episodes now, so now we're getting them confused. I know. That. So <laughs> I do want to say one thing about last week's episode. So we did an episode on fighting games. And, you know, did you hear what they announced this last week? No. The what, new Street Fighter fart fighting game. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, my um, God. That's wow. I know. We, like, knew it was going to come out. So that's we when did. we planned we just, it. They, it gonna, Capcom like told us. So yeah. they told us to release the episode. That's in- so easy mode. We just know. We can we- gaze into the future. Okay. <laughs> Um, but this one now this franchise Dragon Ball Z does not have a shortage of fighting games they have Mm -hmm. so many fighting games obviously what else would they have they all they do is fight on that show Um, however this game hyper Dragon Ball Z it's like a 2D fighting game uh, and it's one of the most it's popular it's very very popular it's very free it's created on the Mugen engine and it includes seven original game modes with over 10 characters to choose from However, the development team for this like fan-made game is consistently updating the character the game with new characters, general gameplay improvements, and because it's free to play, it's like a great option for a lot of people who maybe want to try Dragon Ball Z fighting games who like don't want to buy a game or maybe don't have the system or console to play it on. That's, um, yeah. So That's Hyper Dragon Ball Z free to play game made by a small development team and they're completely updating, so definitely check it out. We now, love good free to play games. I had to stop myself from raving on this next one, Dale, before we started the episode. Just Can so I just everyone add is listening one now. thing? Just yes. one thing before I even start. We had written the script. We're ready to go. We're just making some casual combo, okay? And then Henry's like, oh, how did I not talk about this? And so he wrote one sentence, all in caps, bolded. So he doesn't even need a script to talk about the next thing. <laughs> I know. I mean, I like to have, you know, I like to know what I'm going to talk about. But I don't need anything about this one because I was so excited. And maybe Dale, because... <laughs> As I mentioned when we before we were recording, I'm excited that hopefully we can do this together. Yeah. Um, but the last sort of like fan based mod game sort of thing I want to talk about is that just announced, I think not this week, but the week before someone is making an Elden Ring four player full co-op mod. Now, you can't play it like online on the server technically, but you can play it with your friends, I believe, via Steam. So it is a you could be able to play up to four people on this mod on this using this mod. So four people can play fully completely in one game. So if you um, aren't an Elden Ring player, there is a co-op aspect. You can summon one player to um, play through very limited areas of the map. 
Um, so whether you're going to be fighting together, exploring those small sections of the maps together, and then sort of the player has to disappear and go back to their game. And the yeah, progress yeah. is only for the person whose game it is. So like I invite yeah, Dale yeah. to my game. I'm the only one who gets progress. And yeah. then the only other option for co-op there is um, going into the bosses. I can summon Dale to help me beat the boss. The progress is for me. Dale really doesn't gain anything from it. Um, I think besides, like, I think you get an item that the player takes. I back. love how you're like inviting me, knowing full well I'd be I'll inviting be invi- yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could be better than me once we start. We don't know. We'll, we'll um, see. Yeah, but we haven't playing Dark Souls. We don't know. Let's not really. <laughs> I, I think you're doing great. Oh, thank um, you. So, um, in this, you'll be able to fully explore the entire lands between with up to four players with no limits or barriers anywhere, and every character gets to progress. And gain experience, items, story advancement, um, all to their own game and for the character itself. So it's like, amazing. Up yeah. to four people. So like, I mean, like, this is what I, when we were talking about, like, people gatekeeping this game and making it like, oh, you have to do the challenge or like, you have to do whatever. Uh, this is really good. Like, invite people to come play this, you know, generally sort of difficult game together mm-hmm. and like, be able yeah. to share this awesome experience. And it doesn't become as challenging i hope i think like all the mm-hmm. games is the same um because you'll be able to do it with your friends and you just can explore this w- amazing world beat these amazing bosses together with your friends and it's like not as difficult because you have each other and i also think that first of all elden ring is one of the like most inviting first time souls mm-hmm. games for people and so to have even another mod like this makes it more like i would say like accessible to others who maybe aren't as familiar with these kind of games too i think it's really cool so shout out to the person who's creating the mod we i yeah. don't know your name we'll find your name and put you in a credit and say how much we love you henry's gonna talk about you i will I'll be mod comes i mean out. i'll be playing you'll this. be coming out you know what you might even have a whole episode dedicated to your glory <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe i'll maybe. I might do it um, no, you probably will <laughs> but yeah i think just like the people who like love gaming so much love the communities of the games they're playing who love like they're putting it to me like putting in work into something it's like a big sign of love and appreciation, whether yes. it's for the community, for the developers who made the game, for mm-hmm. the world inside the game. There's so many things to love and appreciate. And I think like fan-made games and like fan game mods are like mm-hmm. an incredible way to show that for, to everyone. Mm-hmm. No, I and I totally, totally, totally agree with you. Uh, so for myself, actually, kind of going into like a complete different direction, but still in the same realm. This is more about the love, you know, for the love of gaming how much how has a game so popular influenced someone's life like the love that they have what have they done in their life to show the love uh so the first thing i want to talk about is tattoos we all know that you know having like a tattoo symbol or tattoo from a game having a character on you not only shows love shows dedication honestly i don't have any like game tattoos or anything but henry some quick questions for you here which do you know which is the most tattooed character video game character ever i don't know but on TikTok, I do see. I am on like video game tattoo TikTok. I do have to say, I do oh, see really? a lot of Sailor Moon, but I, that's not I a video a game. I guess that's, that's more like anime. Show, yeah. So um, no, I don't Pikachu. know. It's Pikachu. Oh my god, that and, makes sense. And then, uh, so like this article that I read was back in 2021, so it's probably more now. But at that time, there were over 21,000 like TikTok, not TikTok posts, uh, Instagram posts, tattoos like tagged Pikachu. The number two is Mario. 
<gasps> oh my at god! At over nineteen thousand, which I'm a little shooketh because I'm like Mario tattoo. I mean, some people yeah. like really love Mario. I just I couldn't imagine myself with Mario. I think that's my issue here, where I'm seeing like, oh, that's a very popular tattoo, but then I'm like, why? It's because I wouldn't get it. That doesn't mean somebody else wouldn't get it, you know? And I wonder if that's like. Something interesting about Mario tattoos. I wonder if it's like that's for like our generation and older. Because I wonder if people yeah. younger than us are as big as fan of Mario's as like we were in our. I think they would do more Minecraft. Oh, that makes sense. Or like Fortnite. Yeah. Okay. You know. Interesting. Yeah. But All right. I think it's it's more retro gamers who have like the pixelated stuff. Yeah. Um. So the most popular game series tattoos are Pokemon, Zelda. I've seen so many Zelda oh, tattoos, like I'd the like Triforce, that. the Heart Container, everything, and Mario. Then we have Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, and then finally God of War, Bioshock, <gasps> and The Witcher. Oh, yeah. The Witcher, I can see. There's some cool Witcher things you can do. There are some cool ones, but God of War, like, ranked quite high in terms of how many tattoos. People have, like, full portraits. Oh, my God. Of Kratos, yeah. Wow. Which is super cool. And I just want to give a shout out to one super popular one. Um, Have you played the game The Last of Us 2 or know anything about it? I know of it, yeah. Okay, so Ellie, she's got this tattoo on her forearm. Mm -hmm. And that tattoo, first of all, all over Pinterest. All over Instagram. Really? Ellie's tattoo from The Last of Us 2. Um, There's a bit of a bit of controversy around it in that people were like, okay, this was so special. And now everyone's made it not special because everyone has the same tattoo. But how is that any different than everybody getting like a Pikachu or everybody getting something different? Like, I mean, it is kind of verbatim, like copy paste from the game, but if they love it that much, what's the issue? I don't see the problem here. Yeah. Uh, are you looking up the tattoo? Right I now? am. It's, it's really so beautiful. beautiful. So I think it is very beautiful. If you're going to do something, I mean, here's the thing. No, there's no, I, there's no one's unique. There's no unique thought no, or idea no or process. Thing. Like there's nothing new to be done. It's all going to yes. be done and have been done. So like it should mean something to you. Exactly. And, like, and if, if you had an experience with a game and you just want to, you know, put that on forever and look down and have that memory, then why, what's the ish? Okay. Yeah. What's the ish? There's none. Yeah, there's none. <laughs> no unique thoughts anymore. There really it's isn't. Over. Uh, so kind of changing over from tattoos to weddings. Huge. We all know how like I love it. The bridal and the bells. I don't Here know. Here comes the Dale and Henry too. They're not getting married, but they're doing a podcast for you. I thought you were gonna yeah, run. Yeah, like no, you know that's me, good. That's why we're <laughs> getting. You, that's why we're you. getting podcast married because we're a good team. <laughs> we are. Uh, so yes, weddings huge. And the thing about weddings is that you can either have like a full on theme. Some inspo theme. You could have your dress or mm-hmm. like the the attire, the rings, the dress. So I've, written some, so I've written some down here that I when I did some research on like what was the most popular. I've seen some Mario themes from a Mario cake to like Mario backdrops and little mm. like what do they called on the table like little table pieces like yeah. decorated table pieces centerpieces. Yes, uh, saw Pokemon too. You know like. These are very nerdy couples, and I love that for them. Uh, I, love I saw it. Minecraft one, which was kind of interesting. So I was like, "Oh, Minecraft!" And uh, Portal Two, they uh, had like a portal cake. Um, but keep in mind, it's not oh. just all these visual things. You know, when you walk down the aisle, they have like video game music. They walk down to video game music, like a soundtrack or whatever. I like, that's, like that. A, maybe a huge part of their relationship. I've also seen people get engaged like via a Pokeball, which is yes, like, I think that's very very. Uh, those cute. Are so so cute. Um. I've seen like wedding rings like that are themed like for Zelda or, you know, so it's not like getting what like, you know, those three stones you have to collect in Zelda Ocarina of Time. Imagine getting one of those on your ring. 
Are you getting some inspiration for your future self here? No, but good for the people. Like, just a cool idea. Um, listen, really if I was cool. if I was like a blonde girl, and so lo- if you were like, me, if I was you, the way I would be, and like a lot more committed, um, the way I would be Zelda for my freaking wedding, because Zelda's outfits, especially like Twilight Princess oh, Zelda, so beautiful. She ate. She oh, like yeah. ate. So like yes. I, imagine if I got to look like that on my wedding, like freaking Zelda. The Zelda weddings were all like forest themed. It was <gasps> so beautiful. That, I mean, yeah. you can like be in the forest when you get married. So like, all of this is based off of a love that they had for a game, something that unified them together. And it's like a memory that they're never going to forget, you know, like their love of gaming, their love for each other. And honestly, love of cake, like those cakes. Shout out to whoever did those cakes because those are creative and I, I bet they that. cost a fair coin. I also love that people are breaking the traditions and the norms that are expected from a wedding and doing something that's special to them because I yes. I'm a big fan of breaking traditions and doing something that's for you because a wedding should be for you and no one yeah. else. Like I, when at my wedding one day, it's going to be whatever I want it to be and I don't really oh, yeah. care what anyone thinks because it's no, my of course. day. Who wears white anymore? I just, I think uh, yeah, colorful dresses too. are fine. Like all the power to you if you want to wear white. I yes. just think like when somebody goes out and does whatever. If it's cool. important to you, do it at the end of yep. the day. Who cares what mm-hmm. anyone thinks? Exactly. And if you're judging Thank someone you. else for doing something that makes them happy, you're lame. That's, that's on you and seek a therapist. Yeah. Um, finally, I wanted to talk about something that is the most expensive on here. Well, one could argue that tattoos are most expensive, but like, Okay, so tattoos are collectibles, but then you also have other collectibles. Like, you collect figurines, you collect dolls, movies, etc. So, in in a sense, they're both collectibles, but I... Unless you're collecting all different kinds of, like, game stuff on your body, it's Mm -hmm. a little different than, like, physical things. So, I actually have written down some of the most expensive and limited edition collectibles that have had video game crossovers. Okay. The first being Zelda Vans, which were over $115. Like, shoes or, like, uh, like, something you drive? No, like the shoes. Slip oh, on vans. oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> imagine if there's like a Zelda van. That would, I feel like that would not look very. I need great. to look those up. Oh my god, I want. Uh, another one is um. So when Red Dead Redemption Two came out, it was so popular back in 2018 that the there was a bag, the Barking Iron Red Dead Redemption Two saddle bag was launched. Oh. I don't remember the designer, but uh, it was worth 139 dollars. And then if I butcher any of these designers, I do apologize. Um, Moschino Jeremy Scott's Mario Princess Clutch was worth $250. Over $250, honestly. And these probably are more now because yeah, super collectible. Okay, these, when I saw them, I was like, um, I don't even play this game, but those look, they slap. But at this point, if I spent this much money on them, would I even wear them? Like, that's my thing. Probably not because they're collectible, right? The Adidas Jill 2 Zero Halo shoes, they're worth over $250. Oh, my God. Um, the Moschino Couture. Moschino. Right. Moschino. Thank you to whoever, yeah. whoever. That's you. Me, I'm right here. Me. There's no one else here. <laughs> thank you yeah. to whoever's correcting me. Um, it's just you and I here. Uh, the Jeremy Scott Nintendo Shopper is worth $495. And then the most expensive item on this list of collectibles that you probably can still get uh, is the Sims 4 Moschino Backpack Pixel Capsule. Which is worth twelve ninety five, so wow. one thousand two hundred ninety five dollars plus probably now. That's just like clothing. That's just clothing that we're talking about right now. But we know that there are limited edition figurines. I don't have any figurines myself. I do have like a couple Pokemon collectibles. I have these stamps from when I was a kid. You're like, oh, let me go grab them and I can show you. Just so, yeah, show me. 
these stamps I got when I was a child. Okay, you can see the retroness to them oh when I take God. this off. They're so we cute. have you could tell the retro. I've got little Pikachu. I don't know if you guys can see that. Look at the VOD. Is is it clear? Little yeah. Pikachu. You could tell it's retro because it's when Pikachu was still fat. Yep. I think this is Clefairy, the the, the nurse who has the egg in her in her That's belly. Chancy. Here, let me Chancy. Okay, so can we see her? I love here? her. Focus. Yeah, see? she's they're all little Pokemon, and then we have Whirlpool. I think this is the Pokemon. Po- uh, po- that's Poliwhirl. Poliwhirl, Whirlpool. Yeah. No, that's a that's, that's a, a dishwasher. Dale. Dishwasher washing machine. <laughs> I do have to do my laundry, so thank you for the reminder. <laughs> um. So yeah, this is like something that I've kept. I actually, I'm really sad that I threw out a lot of my Pokemon collectibles from when I was a child, but we were getting bullied, so we had to get rid of you know the evidence that I was a nerd. Though I did keep some stuff. Like, my mom kept this to me. So, I love this. It's so cute. And they don't really make these things like these anymore. Like, these are wood on the top. So oh, wow. Cool. Can I, yeah. Um, sh- speaking of... Oh, sorry. Can I share a quick, brief, traumatic story from yeah. my childhood? Yeah, traumatic? Okay, you yeah, can this, So, this is totally for everyone listening. This is for you. It's not for me because it's not fun. So... I also didn't have many collectibles, but I had this very small Pikachu about the size of my fist. Um, and I would take it to school. So I don't know how I got it. I didn't have a lot of toys growing up, but I had this small, like hard, hard plastic Pikachu. Uh, and one day on the play, I can't believe I'm saying this on the podcast. One day on the playground, uh, this uh, girl, Brittany, we were like playing and she was trying Oh, this is going to be so awful. She was trying to take it away from me. So I'm like on top of the playground by the slide. You know how you have to climb up to get to a slide. And I, yeah. she was trying to take it away from me. It was all like fun and games. And I chunked it. Come to find out years later that when I chunked that hard plastic Pikachu, I hit someone's head with it. And they had to go to the hospital and get stitches on their head. And to this day, they have, if you, I know who this person is, they have a scar on their head from where I hit them with that. But they never knew, no one ever said that I threw it. And I never knew it happened when it happened. These are my confessions. Like, I can, like, when I think about, like, oh I my collect, God. like, collectibles, I think of that Pikachu. And then I always think of that traumatic thing. I, like, can't not think about that because I didn't find out till years later I mean I went to middle school I went to elementary middle school and high school with it was two brothers um in the same grade I think they were non-fraternal twins I mean non-identical twins um, yeah but I hit one of them in the head with that Pikachu and he had to go to the hospital and he has a scar on his head because of me <laughs> why are you saying that with a smile because it's upsetting and when I when I'm upset I laugh <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you're welcome everyone just watch to see henry's facial expressions as he told it's so upsetting of a thing to remember but you may i didn't remember i haven't thought about that in so long until you said like collectibles yeah so the reason i brought up about the pikachu collectibles is because the next story is about like pokemon collectibles and speaking of i used to have so many pikachus i wish i could go back and tell myself keep these you're gonna love them but i hope whoever got them loves them you know same my whoever mom donated it, everything we, to we donated them so whoever got them i hope you love them so i want to give a quick shout out to a tiktok creator who i follow who is a pokemon collector and historian their oh. name is um mew is me 700 so uh they um basically have two collectible pokemon cars that were used for promotion one of them is the 1998 peekabug volkswagen Mm. Only 10 of them were made, okay? Oh, and my God. And they got one of them, so they're restoring it. Another one is the Lugia PT Cruiser. And I just want to say, I know it was, you know, back in the day trying to do promo, but I think the PT Cruiser is 
hands down one of the ugliest cards I've ever seen. And to have Lugia, such an iconic Pokemon on a PT Cruiser. No, so only five of those cars were made, okay? And then two of them were refurbished to the um, Team Megva versus Team Aqua for more promotional stuff. Uh. And then I also saw the 10th anniversary Hummer. So imagine like Pokemon 10th anniversary, but on a Hummer. Oh my God. You need to look this up. That so, is actually so insane. We've talked about this before, but I don't mind a PT Cruiser. However, I just looked up this Lugia PT Cruiser Boy, is this a hideous design. It's I'm horrific. so sorry whoever decided this is how they were going to express this. Why the This PT was Cruiser? not not the media cruiser with a weird horn tail and ugly little attachments on the top. I'm looking at the car right now. You it's all need gotten, to look this up right now. It's, look it up. Making, it's, it's something else. It's not cute. It's not. It's not. Collectible. But the Pika Bug is so cute. Look up Pika the Pika Bug. bug. I mean, it's so that cute. chef's kiss. You can't mess up anything Volkswagen. It's always going to be cute. So we are team Pika Bug here. You'll never catch me in a no, PT Cruiser. I'm, you'll never catch me in the Lugia PT Cruiser. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's me. Yes. Well, <laughs> what else would it be? Sometimes, Boy, you know I, what? You know what? You were on. You were thought there was someone else on the car earlier, so I wanted to clarify say, for you. Thank you to whoever. And you're like, I'm right here. So you know what's fine. We move on. Move on. Live, laugh, learn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you could, and I know you don't have any tattoos right now, but you do have some planned. If you could get a tattoo from any video game, what would you get? That is a very difficult question. You answer. Do you have an answer? You answer first. I got to think about it. I well, think I, can decide. I don't I think I could. Again. Here's the thing. I don't actually uh, think I could. <laughs> trick question is this. <laughs> I you said we have Zelda. to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, I thought about this a lot. I did think about this a lot. I would have something maybe inspired by it, but I don't think I would have like a symbol from the game on my body, if that makes sense. Like something... Um, maybe something zelda inspired i really did enjoy that i am really enjoying dark souls so if i become like a true souls born player maybe something like souls inspired but there's just a lot like more inspired versus like getting the actual logo or design or something you know i would also go inspired um as well just because like i like it to be not as direct reference to an ip that's not me personally yeah 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 but i think i would also go with a zelda a zelda tattoo Uh, there's so many great icons and features and like beautiful inspiration and uh, in that game to take from so i'd probably do that as well i probably i I mean (gasps) no surprise i'd probably go with something ocarina of time over anything i you know i was just thinking you know like the notes what if we get like the music notes but like with our favorite song from it that'd be pretty cool like i love the bolero fire like i could just do dot like imagine like just dots like that are in that pyramid no lines no anything like i think that would be so subtle like like the dots that are like laid out in the right musical pattern Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, like, very low-key. But you would know what it is. Uh, Yeah, you'd know. But you wouldn't. You wouldn't. And then I'd forget. And I'd be like, what is this? 